the goal is to move out of freeze because anger can be amazing. Yep, I said that at action, at catalyzing you to do something. This might be you setting a boundary because guess what? If you don't have a little bit of anger, then that means you do not have the self-worth it takes potentially to set a boundary and to hold your boundary. So anger is really helpful there. Welcome to the Rising Beyond podcast, where you can find hope and healing after a toxic or abusive relationship. I'm Sybil Cummin, a licensed professional counselor specializing in working with victims and survivors of domestic violence and narcissistic abuse, including the youngest witnesses. Over the past decade, I have been honored to witness victims move to survivors and then to thriving in their lives. If you feel alone in your healing process, are dealing with the onslaught of post-separation abuse, or just needing some validation that you are not crazy, you are in the right place. So I get asked on a weekly basis, how can I let go of my anger? What if I told you that there is nothing to let go? and that anger can actually be really helpful. I'm Sybil Cummin. This is the Rising Beyond podcast. And I want to share a story that now is amusing, but at the time was not that amusing. But I was on a customer service call as I was trying to change my payroll company for my practice. Now, the person that I was talking with could not do math, like basic math. And it's a payroll company that I believe should be in the job description that you can use a calculator to do math. So we were going back and forth and I was just asking questions about how they got specific numbers because I had to put it into the other payroll company for taxes. And so we were looking at percentages and things like that. And I am actually really good at math, like really good at math. And I can look at something and say, you know what? I think that percentage is not right. But I also am pretty skilled at using a basic calculator and doing percentages. So anyways, I kept doing the percentages and they were answering me in ways that made zero sense. I wrote the equations out there for them and they still were confused by why I was confused And then they started distracting me with information that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. I was so angry, right? I was on this timeline because guess what? I had something coming up and basically nothing got figured out then. And I was all riled up and pissed off. And I was like, dang it, I have to hop into this Q&A for the Rising Beyond community. So if you didn't know that, I run a membership community for survivors, and we do a live Q&A every month. As a part of the Rising Beyond community, they can ask me whatever is on their mind, whatever is keeping them stuck, or we can go through how to respond to an email from an ex or strategize for an upcoming hearing, really whatever is going on for them in that moment. So I guess 
a little side note, if that is something that you would like is to have me every month to answer your questions, you can join us in the Rising Beyond community. You can go to risingbeyondpc.com slash membership. And I'll put that in the show notes in case you didn't know that I had that community. Okay, so I hop on to the Rising Beyond community and I'm going to, I'm videoed, right? so that we can have replays and things. And the first question that was submitted was, how do I let go of anger? All right, universe, you clearly were listening (laughs) to my last little bit, my last hour of time, because I was so pissed. I was so angry in that moment. And so I got that question and it actually was funny. And what turns out is we actually had not just a me talking didactic, me answering your question, we actually were able to have some discussion around it as well. And because I'm asked this all the time, I actually did another episode on this. Um, It's actually episode three, where I look at how I see anger as a positive progress or indicator of progress as you heal. So if you want to go back and listen to that one, it's, I'm not going to touch on that as much today. But yeah, so we had a great discussion. And even since then, I've just been thinking about it and have come up with some other ideas and, and things that I just really like to share that I think will be helpful for you. So this all came from this horrific conversation I had with this payroll company and Here's the piece that really brought me to connect it, that phone call with you all, is what I was experiencing when I called them out, or when I was correct in my calculations, or when I had a question they couldn't answer. What they did was distract and deflect and minimize my concerns. So what they were doing is all the things that you experience when you're either dealing with your ex-partner via, you know, your communication app or maybe with an attorney or wherever it might be, right? This is what you experience on a daily basis. And I'm all riled up and pissed off. And cognitively, I know that you all deal with this on a daily basis. And yet I was in it. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I feel this so much more. So let's look at anger. Is anger bad? No. Actually, anger can be really helpful, right? It gives you information. It can lead to further action. Anger is not bad. It just is. It's not good or bad. It just kind of is. And it is extremely uncomfortable for so many of my clients and members of the community. Let's look at why. So first, think about if you were ever angry or showed anger in your relationship with your abusive partner. Yeah, that didn't go well. There were likely huge consequences for you showing your displeasure. And then think about the other side of what did their anger look like? It was really scary. So just in those two, we have really strong indicators that anger is not safe. Then let's look at conditioning. So if you're, you know, a woman, if you identify as a woman, we're basically taught as little people, little girls that we should not be angry, 
we need to be gracious for other people. These angry behaviors are naughty. We're supposed to be sugar and spice and everything nice, right? So we're actually conditioned to not voice our anger at all. In fact, so many times we hide that anger so deep inside ourselves that we can't even articulate what's going on when we are angry. And guess what? In this situation, when you have had someone that you thought was your person, your soulmate, abuse you in the way they have, control you the way they have, and then people on the outside give that person the benefit of the doubt, they think you're a crazy person, they don't help you, the people that are supposed to protect you are not protecting you, yeah, you should be angry. Your anger is warranted. So I don't want you to discount it. And let's even, let's look further. So maybe you have one situation with your ex-partner that makes you angry. And it's just one something, it's like super annoying. Maybe they put some little jab in the co-parenting messenger app to you. And it's like jabs at you. And it maybe they're pretending that they're like parent of the year. Okay, so you can be angry about that. And you might be like, but I am extremely angry about that. Like, why would that one little thing lead to this level of angry? Well, because it's not just that one thing. It is all the things within your relationship. It is all the ways the people on the outside did not help you. It is all the ways people on the outside covered it up for your abuser. It is the way that the system treated you like you were the high conflict person, that you are also abusive. And then it even leads to, and we had a great discussion of this in the Q&A, it actually leads to all the isms that we have to deal with, right? We have to deal with sexism, ageism. I'm really talking like the patriarchy of our family court system. So guess what? It's not that one thing that made you this extremely angry. It's likely you've been holding that in and it is just boiling and boiling and boiling. And finally, your pot is overflowing. Oh my gosh, I can't not have, like I'm making mac and cheese for my boys. My pot will always overflow. I've tried all the tips and tricks and it still overflows. So total side note, If you have an amazing tip on how to not have your pasta water boil over, I would like to know. Shoot me an email. Okay, back to angry. So it leads to all of these other things that leads to the next thing, leads to the next thing, leads to the next thing that you should feel angry about. So what do we do with that? How can we not let it completely take over our lives? And that I think is where most people are asking me, like, how can I let go of this? Because it has become unmanageable. Or it's possible that it it just feels so uncomfortable and scary because I've never been allowed to show my angry. One of those things is typically what I see. So really the first thing is to take a deep breath because all the rest of the stuff I'm going to tell you, you can't do without taking somewhat of a deep breath. A collective sigh for all of us. So the first thing really is to acknowledge what you're feeling 
and why you're feeling it. So again, it might be, well, they jabbed me in this one email, but I think look a little bit deeper to see like, is it tagging anything else? Why is that specific jab in the email causing so much anger? Maybe it's because it is the one thing that you feel really confident about that other people are questioning. Like, you know, you are an amazing parent and they're questioning it and it's making other people maybe question it. Maybe a judge is going to read these emails. And so you have that worry too. So really just acknowledging why you're so angry. Where is this anger coming from? I want you to ask yourself some questions from a place of curiosity, not from a place of um, being hard on yourself. So one Is this anger creating a catalyst for action or is this anger causing me to freeze? There's no judgment about what the anger is doing. If you're really feeling like feisty and you're like thinking of all the things you wanted to say and all of that, right? You get in that state of like, ooh, I should have said dot, 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 whatever. And you're just like pissed off. In that case, you are likely in the fight, part of the fight, flight, or freeze. It could be though that you have moved into that freeze response where it feels like you can't do anything. And so the way that we're going to handle this or quote unquote, let go of the anger is going to look different based on if you are in that fight, even flight or freeze. So if you are in that freeze state. We'll start there. If you're in that freeze state, you are going to do things like take a deep breath. You are going to find ways to ground yourself. Maybe your your feet are barefoot and you're just going to like, you know, move your feet around in the carpet on the floor. Maybe you can go walk outside in the grass. Any of the things that you can do to have small little bits of movement can help you start moving out of freeze. Even better, if you can be with safe, supportive people, even if they're just sitting with you or going on a slow walk with you, those are all things that can really help you start moving out of freeze. You might need a change of scenery. You might need a distraction in this moment. And, you know, at that point, you can start moving out of freeze and then you can start doing a little bit more of the work of asking, what can I control in this situation? What can I not control in this situation? Right. But if you're in a freeze, we're not asking ourselves these questions. We are just trying to get out of freeze. So you are out of freeze. Then we're going to start asking those questions. Like, what can I control? What can I not control? Maybe you're very, you're just barely out of freeze. And so it's not like, okay, I'm going to go pick at the Capitol because of patriarchy. That's probably not where you're at in that moment. So that would be asking yourself, is this something I can act on or I feel comfortable acting on in this moment? Or do I need to have a container for what's going on for me? There's a lot of different exercises you can do with a, that is a container exercise, but I want you to picture some sort of container. So it can be something as easy as, right, I'm a play therapist. So very often we have like a treasure chest that we use for our container. 
but some sort of container that you have access to, because right now we're not doing the trauma work of a container, okay? So that's a little bit different, that's more intense, but somewhere you can put this. Maybe your container, your, I did just did air quotes and you can't see me, but is to log out of your computer because your computer is acting as a container for whatever you might need. Maybe it is shutting the door to your bedroom, whatever it might be, just sort of a ritual of closing it up, knowing that you can come back to it later. And that's the key. So very often, if you have been, you know, you're really skilled at pushing down your anger, you are avoiding it at all costs. And then it's going to eat you from the inside out. So what we're not doing is avoiding. We are intentionally putting this situation, this anger elsewhere so that we can look at it later when we are in a more grounded space. Maybe that's with your therapist. Maybe that's in the Rising Beyond Forum. Maybe that's in a support group, wherever it might be. But we're not completely avoiding it. So you need to know where you're at. Maybe that's the time to ask, like, what type of support do I need right now? Right? Do I need to contact my therapist and schedule a session? Do I need to write this down, close the journal, bring the journal to session with me? Do I need to call my best friend and just be with them? Not Maybe not even tell them this. And this leads me to another piece of really assessing your support people. And I'm not just talking about for safety, but I'm talking about for angry specific situations. So you better believe I like went home and I shared this story to my husband and I'm all worked up still. Like anytime I thought about it, I would get all riled up. And he was actually maybe not the right person because he just fueled my fire about how stupid customer service is and how this company is so horrible and da da da, right? Like he fueled my fire. So that was not actually helpful. But finding people who either maybe you want your you know you want your fire fuel fire fueled because it's going to lead you to action or if you are in this like getting out of freeze state nope that's not your thing if you're really good at avoiding anger you don't need someone fueling your fire right now if it's going to bump you back down into freeze so kind of assess who you're telling and why you're telling them and what they can provide you within that situation so the goal is though is to move out of freeze because anger can be amazing. Yep. I said that at action, at catalyzing you to do something. This might be you setting a boundary because guess what? If you don't have a little bit of anger, then that means you do not have the self-worth it takes potentially to set a boundary and to hold your boundary. So anger is really helpful there. Maybe it is going to allow you or push you to do the next step. Maybe you've been fearful of contacting an attorney and this was the final straw. You're ready to contact your attorney. You're ready to stand up. You're ready to use your voice. So anger can be really, really beneficial in pushing you to do the next step. As long as you can move out of that freeze, if that's where you were based on that situation, anger can really lead to action. And so I really want you to take a different perspective of anger. Yes, it can be really uncomfortable, especially if you've had situations where you've 
gotten in trouble in whatever you know way that looked like for you, right? Like going into court and you're the angry person, the angry parent yelling, you look vindictive. Maybe you got reprimanded from a judge. Maybe you are a black person or Hispanic and you will get labeled the angry black woman, right? So we need to be really aware of why we're fearful of showing anger because it can look different. I am not always acting appropriately in anger. Am I really good at saying mean, hurtful things to customer service people or (laughs) others when I'm really angry? Yes, I actually have that skill. I can say the thing that's really harmful. So that's not awesome. Although some of you are probably like, oh, I wish I had that. Nope, I'm pretty good at it. But it does allow for action. So let's think about some of the more recent action. So Caden's Law was passed here, right? There's just an episode a little bit ago about that. And why did that happen? That level of legislative change could not have happened unless there were angry people behind it, unless they saw what was happening to women and children and anyone that knows kind of what happens. Like, I don't see how you can't be angry, but that level of anger allowed people to reach out to legislators, allowed people to start making noise, allowed people to start going to the media, allowed people to get enough confidence to go to the Capitol and testify about their experience. If those women and men, there were men there too, if they did not have enough angry, they would have not done it. And that law would not have been passed here. I promise you. So I want you to think of like, what is the next best step? Maybe it's not to bug every legislator about this email you received from your ex-partner, right? So let's think of the appropriate next step that this anger is going to allow you to do. And it's going to give you the, the power and you're going to feel like you can take on the world, right? Because you have this anger and your anger is warranted. And so that I just really wanted to hop in because there's really this idea of like, you need to let go of the anger. Do we though? I think if it's harming you on a daily basis and you're unable to function, yes, there is some work to do around that. If you start harming other people because you're angry, okay, we need to look at that and work on that. But if it is just that feeling inside that is making you so uncomfortable, let's see how we can use that. And then use those other skills we talked about with support people. Being together in community is amazingly helpful using those grounding skills, because sometimes it's not helpful to be super angry, like to present angry, right? So doing those skills, but I would just love if you all could look at anger differently. I mean, I have lots of thoughts on this. I could probably talk all day, but y'all don't have all day to listen to me probably. But do you have thoughts on anger? Have there been times when you used anger in a way for amazing action? I would love to hear about it. You can DM me on any of the social media platforms. Um, Rising Beyond PC is where I'm at most places. Um, You can shoot me an email, info at Rising P 
risingbeyondpc.com. I would love to hear it. So I hope this was helpful and I appreciate you. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Rising Beyond podcast. If you're healing from relationship abuse and are looking for support and sisterhood during this journey, I'd love to invite you to the Rising Beyond community where you will get expert guidance, connection with others going through similar experiences, and a safe place where you'll always feel seen, heard, and believed. To learn more and to join, go to www.risingbeyondpc.com. We'd love to be a part of your healing journey.